time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Wednesday to everybody out there. It's Tuesday morning here for me, but uh, putting out this episode for you guys Wednesday, just another short little show regarding uh, some sports topics, reactions to some things that have been going on around the sports world. Uh, definitely busy, busy time for me. I got to get off running again, out to work and, you know, do this crazy thing called life and fit in a brief podcast here on a, on a Tuesday morning for you guys on Wednesday, but uh, it is uh, middle October guys. And, you know, and man, we've, we've had our first kind of cold days, at least for Southern California standards, right? Not quite any snow, not quite any uh, frost or anything, but definitely sweatshirt weather. And uh, for me, I don't know about you guys. I I generally I'm a little more open to the pumpkin flavor things on uh, in kind of October, even into November a little bit right up until it starts to be Christmas time. So uh, I'm not you guys know I'm not a put sweet cream or sugar in my coffee kind of guy, but I did kind of go. I'm trying something out from Black Rifle Coffee, of course, not a not a sponsor by any means, but uh, I support that product and they had this like pumpkin spice uh, coffee, headless horseman, they called it again, like, toughen it up. Right. But uh, anyway, it's not bad. Just a hint of like pumpkin, pumpkin flavor. So I can at least tolerate that for a month and a month and a half or so. Uh, I try to get my hands on anything pumpkin flavored in, in the fall. I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's a man card violation. Haven't done those in a while. Have not done man card violations in a while, but we'll have to throw a few out there so there's no extra sweetener or anything like that it's just a little this pumpkin spice coffee ground so I, i'm standing by it tastes pretty good the other day valerie made this like pumpkin uh dip basically that you dip uh what, what do we have crackers or uh um ginger snaps or something it was way too good way too delicious i told her only only in october can you make that so all kinds of good stuff starting to get come out of the oven, if you will, this time of year. And uh, it's just dangerous. It's dangerous for all of us, uh, all that extra sugar and carbs and everything. So I try to stay away from all that stuff, but pumpkin, pumpkin flavored stuff, pumpkin, you know, whatever. It's just that time of year. And, uh, and something I, I like diving into, uh, before I dive into some sports topics here, I do have some reactions today from the NFL, uh, some reactions from college football for sure. Um, I'm not going to, break down hockey or anything but i am happy the nhl is back king started one and one they play a tuesday night later tonight a little road trip they have so go kings go uh look at there's a, there's a pretty decent boxing uh boxing match this saturday night by jamal herring and uh uh excuse me and shakur stevenson if you haven't seen shakur stevenson uh, fight before he's a pretty good up-and-comer champion and uh uh, I think it's a free fight, free fight Saturday night, 730 ESPN or ESPN plus. I could have that wrong, but if you guys are looking for a decent main event, that's not going to cost you a lot of money, cost you a big pay-per-view or anything like some of these other fights do. That's a pretty decent, uh, uh, 12 round fight that you guys can see on Saturday night, little smaller guys, either super featherweight or 
uh let's see not junior lightweight that's beforehand i think but anyway uh pretty good fight there if you haven't seen of course stevenson fight i i encourage you to do so i'm always uh, promoting boxing and fighting here, uh, right here on the podcast. Fighting brings us together. Uh, it's unity. So uh, anyway, before I get into some other sports topics, I, I have strong opinions about uh, the NFL games that have happened. Dodger baseball. I have some thoughts there and also college football briefly. Uh, Coach Ogeron being out at LSU, kind of what that means. Uh, some, some thoughts there, but I want to tell you guys something that happened to me last week. Here at our new place, we don't have uh, we, we do have laundry, not in the units, but it's on site. There's a special laundry room. It's just two washers, two dryers. There's not that many units here, so it's not a big deal, uh, but it still requires quarters and such. So I was like, I, I'm not, I don't want to take my stuff to a laundromat today, which I've done sometimes. But I, uh, I said, well, that, that place is right around the corner. I can at least get some change. So I went to take my dollar bills to go there. And I've brought my laundry there before. It's a nice spot, actually. Uh, but I was like, yeah, I'm off on Thursday. No one's here during the day. I'll just do it during the day here. So I, I was out, out and about. I went to go get change because I was looking for a change machine, right? You can't always just walk into a 7-Eleven or something. Give me, hey, $10 in, in, in quarters. But uh, I go to go in there. I go to go in the laundromat, a place that I have visited before. And I, I bring my little, my little uh, coin jar and I have money in my hand and I go to I walk up right to the dollar you know machine to get quarters and this lady comes out of nowhere and she's like excuse me I'm like hi yes hi good morning whatever she's like uh where's your laundry I'm like where's my laundry I'm I'm, I'm getting changed she's like no no this is only for this laundry mat to get change and I'm sitting there she's like you need to bring your laundry in first show me and then you get change I'm like lady I this is a change machine. You're literally getting money. Uh, it's it's dollar a bit like, what does it matter to you? The money, <laughs> the money in the quarters come out. I don't know if there's a shortage of coins or whatever. Maybe you shouldn't be running a laundromat then. But she was like adamant. She was, she, she reminded me of like a mask lady. One of those mask police people is like, Hey, where's your mask? You know, she was this way with my coins. And I was going to put in five, 10 bucks in the machine. And I know, you know, I take five, 10 bucks out, out of quarters from her. But she was like, no, you, this is only for my customers. And I told her, I said, look, at, I just need change for my home laundromat. I, I do come here. I've supported this place before. And I politely said, you know what? Um, in all due respect, I, I'm not going to come back here now. If this is kind of how you treat people just who just want some change. I, I, I mean, I'm not. Uh, I, <laughs> some, first of all, some of the people you let come in here uh, to uh, just hang out in your laundromat. I think that's a bigger issue than me getting some change from your, uh, from your machines here. So she was, just, I was like, why is this a battle you want to fight? And so I told her, I just said, you know what? Hey, I used to come here. Um, this is the last time I will come here. I won't, I won't do my laundry here anymore. Sorry. Uh, I, I just wanted some change. I knew you guys were open. You had a change available. That's it. So maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I'm the lunatic. I, I try to maybe you know look within sometimes and be like was was i in the wrong there that's why i'm talking about it here on the podcast i just i can't understand can't fathom why that was a big deal no this is only for my customers you know it's like the whole public restroom thing it, uh, yeah this is for customers only i mean i kind of get that you don't just want uh you know i don't know homeless or, or whoever rolling in there and just to use your restroom but at the same time it's like it's a public restroom 
So is it really public or not? You know, how soon do we go to, what is it, Europe? We have to pay money to go use a restroom or something. Uh, so would you rather just have somebody just have an accident in your restaurant? I mean, that doesn't seem too friendly either. Uh, and then with COVID and everything, we shut down. I've seen people shut down their public restrooms and it's like, oh, okay, that seems even extra healthy. Yeah. So I don't know. I, maybe it put me in a bad mood and it took me a few days to vent about it here on the podcast, but I was like, don't be that guy. Don't be that lady. You're just getting change. Come on. I know there's policies or whatever, but I mean, do we want to really want to pick that fight? I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get some change. I feel like Rambo. I just wanted to get something to eat, right? Go <laughs> through that town and what is that first blood? <laughs> Leave me alone. So uh, last week I vented to you guys about uh, what is that funeral processions and why that's still a thing. This week I got uh, laundromat lady and and the uh, the lack of change. I'll try to come up with better content, but these are the things that just this happened to me. And you know, guys, I talk to you about Uber driving too, right? Uh, Lyft driving, whatever you know. I do a little bit of both, and uh, it does not take much. Look at I'm not. First of all, I'm not looking for a conversation when you get in my car. Like if you want to, I'll have one. It's all good. I am good either way. But I would just be a you know I'm totally fine. Uh, just being quiet and taking you to your destination. But some people like, they just have this negativity and they're just like, they step in your car and they're just pissed off. And it's like, look, I know you're having a bad day. I didn't do anything. I haven't done anything. Just like, please and thank you go a long way, obviously. I'm not looking to make a friend when you get in my car. All right. But it's just, I would think common courtesy. You know, you try to, like, you're having a bad day. At the, you're at the grocery store, right? You're, you're having a bad day. Something's going on in your life. You get to the front of that checkout stand. You don't need to be all smiles and, and all joyful and everything. But, you know, there should be a, a switch turned at least that you're kind of, okay, here, I'm here to get a job done. You don't need to feel wh- what I'm going through, feel my wrath. But I see that all the time with my passengers. And I love all my passengers. Thank you for using Lyft and Uber. I appreciate you. But it is funny just how, uh, and, and I got to check myself too. Like you, you do, how much of our baggage do we carry so that other people can see it and experience it? I don't know. Again, random thoughts on Wednesdays. This is what you guys get. You, you few who tune, who tune in when it's just me. I know there's only a few of you, uh, you loyal listeners and uh, you get to, to hear me just ramble away about uh, nonsense and things. So another hit of pumpkin here. Let's go. Coffee tastes better too. As the weather gets colder, man. Oh, Man, I love that stuff. Drink, I can drink it all day. And the other day when it was kind of chilly and rainy, I was like, you know what? I want to put some sweatpants on. I want to watch some NFL reruns out now. I mean, whatever. I had some coffee all day and be ready to go. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. For those who are tuning in, I know these episodes are not as exciting. The Monday Real Hondo Prep episodes have been fantastic. I've gotten some great feedback. I got more voicemails coming in. I encourage you guys send in those voicemails. Look, at there might only be two more Sundays, two more Mondays shows of Real Hondo Prep football. I hate to say it, but you never know what might happen with the playoffs and everything. So get those voicemails in, get those emails in, because once the season's over, kind of our Monday uh, Real Hondo Prep shows are, are done with. So I'm hoping there's a few more weeks here. My goal, and I'm saying this now, I don't know how it's going to work out. I got the logistics with Coach Carson and everything. My goal on Selection Sunday, which is only a week away from this Sunday. Remember, the boys play at home Friday this week, and then the following Friday, that's their last game of the season, regular season. That Sunday, 
CIF will get together and hopefully do the right thing and, and put some uh, teams on paper in playoff brackets. My goal, and again, I have many goals on this podcast. Some, some work out, some don't. My goal is to record with Coach Carson after the brackets have been sent out. So we know on Sunday, a week from this Sunday, if Rio is in. Ideally, we would do even a live show, meaning I'm recording with Mark as the brackets are released so we get an instant reaction. Again, these are the goals. I'm going to try to piece this together. I don't know when Selection Sunday is as far as the time goes. Uh, is it you know in the early morning when people are in church or is it in the afternoon? Uh, that will determine kind of what we do. But I do want an instant reaction from Coach Carson, and then we will still try to do a senior uh, on that team that day just to uh, just to keep things going here. But, um, you know, Real Hondo, those Real Hondo prep shows, they, they've come and gone kind of quick, and there's only a few remaining. I hope Rio gets in the playoffs. We can keep doing this for a few more weeks, but that's kind of where the Monday shows are going. After that happens, then it's going to be kind of be more of this. I might bring on, try to bring an occasional guest, maybe record something, um, you know, with like my brother, good friend Fred Montablanco, have him on to, to react to some sports stuff just so it's not just me rambling, but we might cut down to two, two shows a week after the real Hondo prep stuff. It's just a busy time for me and I hate doing it. Uh, I do want to keep, I will keep the Friday shows going Friday shows with a new guest recorded a conversation. I love those. And I hope you guys do as well. Another great guest this Friday. Again, I mentioned on Monday, but James Escarsiga who writes for um, that uh, combination of the papers and the uh, San Gabriel Valley Tribune, the Pasadena Star News, and the, the Whittier, Whittier Star, I think, or whatever it is. Uh, they all kind of combine to, to write uh, about high school football. And he's going to talk about his uh, perception of the Rio Hondo Prep football program on this Friday. So you will get some kind of extra Rio uh, content, if you will. And then uh, I've already recorded a bunch of other Friday episodes already. So that's kind of what's going on here at the podcast. And, uh, and definitely enjoy those last few shows we have with uh, in regards to real Honda prep football. So send in those voicemails, emails. Uh, I definitely appreciate it because it gives us some really good content with uh, coach Carson. Okay. So to the NFL, we go last night, Monday night football. It was the Tennessee Titans hosting the Buffalo bills, a rematch of the music city miracle game from what year was that? 2000 and uh, Tennessee uh, came out victorious again over Buffalo. Those bills are in fact human. Uh, Derek Henry ran uh, extremely well for the the Titans uh, with that huge uh, long run 65 total points put up here 34 to 31 um, the Titans quietly have uh, become you know uh, worked their way to four and two the uh, the uh, Bills fall to four and two they seemed invincible after four straight wins uh, but uh, here we are this could be a a, a a playoff matchup again down the road. Derrick Henry ran for 143 yards. Half of those yards, over half of those yards, were on that one carry, the first touchdown of the game. Uh, he, we know he's he's a power back, but man, he looked fast when he busted through the left side of that line and just took off kind of up the left hash marks there. Uh, Josh Allen played pretty well as he uh, typically does. Uh, but uh, three touchdowns over 350 yards, but did throw an interception that, that I look at, I applaud Sean McDermott here. I thought it was the right play at the end of the game, fourth and one, you're down three. There's the time on the clock to still get this thing in the end zone. Um, I think anytime there's one yard, your team needs one yard to potentially win a game, whether it's, whether it's to ice the game or to score the go ahead touchdown uh, or even a two point conversion, you know, maybe an offside or something that gets to one yard line. Uh, I think anytime you have a chance to win a game by getting one yard, I, I think offensively, uh, 
you go for it. And, and Sean McDermott did that. There was a huge surge from the Tennessee D line as Allen tried the quarterback sneak. I didn't love the quarterback sneak call. Honestly, um, Allen kind of lost his, his footing a little bit and, uh, he was stopped. He was stopped short and it was, it was only about a half a yard too. It was like fourth and a half a yard. Um, but, uh, congrats to Tennessee, not much defense in this game until that final, uh, final minute there with that goal line stop, even though it was a, it was a yard, to, uh, line to gain play. Uh, so congrats to Tennessee. They look to be in the driver's seat here in the AFC South, having uh, put together a few victories, uh, a few things I want to comment on, uh, about the, the week that was, first of all, Tampa Bay, uh, improves to, uh, five and one with a win on the road in Philly. They almost blew that lead. Uh, but, uh, except for the, the loss to the Rams, Tampa Bay has kind of put together a nice resume here with, uh, with some, uh, some wins to get to five and one. So, uh, they're a real team. The Eagles are struggling. I don't know what, what to make of them. Uh, first year coach, uh, do they, are they firm believers in Jalen hurts? I don't know. Uh, but man, when the Eagles look good, they look really good. And when they, when they're bad, they look really bad. There's kind of no middle ground there. Uh, anyway, to Sunday we go, of course, the LA Rams, uh, dominate the New York football giants, uh, in New York, uh, 28 points in the second quarter for the Rams alone. They went on to win 38 to 11. And I heard on the Rams, uh, coach McVay show that that was the first time in NFL history that a football game ended by that score 38 to 11. Kind of unique, kind of different, I guess. I don't know if, uh, or maybe it was like the second time or something. But anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, the Giants are in trouble. Man, I picked them to be a playoff team, potentially win that NFC East. I thought Joe Judge was going to you know, take that next step up, and they just haven't done it. So the Giants are in real, real trouble. Uh, let's go across the pond to Europe over in uh, England. Urban Meyer gets his first win for the Jaguars after some uh, rather distractions going on behind the scenes there. They beat the Dolphins. They're they're. How would you like to go five thousand miles to play a team? How maybe five thousand? However far it is, three thousand miles across the Atlantic Ocean to play a team that you that you are literally a few hours from in Miami. So Jacksonville, Miami have to go there. Two bad teams, and uh, Miami's in real trouble here. There, I thought you know after what did they have ten wins last year? Um, you know, just missed the playoffs. Uh, they're going to really struggle this year. I don't think they're getting double digit wins this year and uh, they're in real trouble, but congrats to Urban Meyer and the Jags getting that first win in overtime on a, on a walk-off field goal. Uh, I know those the field goals and the kicking game really excites that, uh, that English crowd out there. Uh, Bears Packers, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's made a lot of money and apparently he owns the Bears now, uh, not now, but he has owned the Bears for a long time. He did shout that to the stands I still own you you know after uh, scoring the go-ahead uh, touchdown or extending their lead late in the game so uh, the Packers seem to be after that first loss of the season for opening week where they looked absolutely awful they've gotten it together and uh, they're playing good football there are some good teams man who are five and one you got the the Bucks, the Packers uh, the Rams now are all five and one and not to mention the Cardinals who are undefeated six and oh uh, which we'll get to here in a second Bengals Lions, uh, after a tough loss last week to the pack, uh, the, the Bengals just put it on the Lions. And the Lions have been so close for so long uh, this entire season. have lost so many close games. Sad to see them get beaten up. And they are now 0-6, coming to SoFi Stadium to play the Rams. An emotional game for everyone, I'm sure. Jared Goff returns. I really do hope the Rams put together maybe a special tribute or something for Jared because you may have your – 
negative comments about this guy or thoughts on him, but you can't uh, argue with the fact that he was at the helm when the Rams had arguably their best season in recent years, got to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's had some great throws, uh, you know, over the years and, and plenty of mistakes, right? But, uh, you know, never forget when he went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in that Monday night football game, um, that, that special season. Never forget the, the big throws in, in playoff games and such. So uh, I hope they treat him well. And then, and then once the ball kicks off, obviously it's, it's a football game. But the Lions, uh, I, I don't want to see any team go, oh, and whatever – but I, I hope this week they do go 0-7. And, and it's emotional for Matthew Stafford, too, playing his first uh, his team, former team for the first time in the Lions. So uh, Rams actually have a nice little stretch of games here, playing the Lions, playing the Texans, playing the Giants, uh, where they can rack up a few wins. But uh, hopefully it doesn't get them too lackadaisical. Okay, Colts, Texans, 31-3. to th- Texans are done. I mean, they're awful. They're uh, check any box you want. That's not even worth talking about. Chiefs, Redskins, the battle. Uh, I won't go there. You know what I'm going to say. Uh, but uh, Chiefs, Redskins, uh, the Chiefs, a little sluggish, right? Uh, still turning the ball over too much. They eventually pulled away from from the Skins, and uh, the Chiefs were victorious. So Chiefs are, you know, what last place or almost last place in the AFC West. They're, they're going to get it together. Everyone's panicking around them, but. They'll be all right. Uh, Vikings Panthers. I don't know how the Vikings do it every week as far as the drama, the late game heroics, the late game uh, disappointments. I mean, every game, if you want entertainment this year, say you're a neutral fan or, or maybe your team's not doing it very well. Watch the Vikings play for six weeks in a row. Now the, the fourth quarter of every, every one of their games has been dramatic, wild finishes, crazy plays, missed field goals, made field goals, just lead changes. If you want drama in a football game, Watch a Vikings game. That's all I can say uh, until their name is changed uh, to some other, uh, uh, you know, uh, non-offensive term. Anyway, my two cents. Ravens Chargers. Uh, Ravens dominate. Chargers back down to earth a bit. Uh, this I hopefully hopefully these teams play each other again. But man, uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. What more can you say about them? They are a force to be reckoned with. Chargers. Uh, you flush that game hopefully and just move on. I think uh, uh, they're, they're a good team. They had a bad day, ran into a buzzsaw in the, in the Ravens, and I think they will, in fact, play each other again. The Chargers are still for real. Another team that is for real is the Arizona Cardinals, putting it on the Cleveland Browns at home, the, the stadium that Baker Mayfield spends all that time spending all those uh, watching or doing all those commercials that he does. Yeah, that stadium. Uh, Cardinals go into Cleveland and just absolutely annihilate the Browns. And uh, Baker Mayfield did not have a good day. Kyler Murray had a pretty good day. And the Cards, uh, without their head coach because of COVID protocols and such, went in there and dominated. Huge road win for the Cardinals. I would say even more impressive there than the road win against Los Angeles and, and beating the Rams at home uh, because it was at least close for a little bit. But uh, this game was not really close at all. 37-14, it, it even seemed worse than that. The Raiders, uh, with a new coach, go on the road to Denver, who a team was a team that, kind of we thought was a decent team and uh, they've really shown their true colors the past few weeks. Uh, the Raiders in playing inspired football, maybe they go into Denver and, and beat up the Broncos 34, 24. But again, it seemed a little worse than that. The Broncos couldn't quite catch the Raiders and uh, congrats to, I think, uh, what was his name? The Raider. It was, it was such a great classic name. Um, the, the Raiders, the Raiders coach, uh, uh, Carapaccia or some. <laughs> Some, some the guys has been a special teams coach forever and 
he's the, now the interim coach. And, you know, you just hear his name and you're like, man, that's a, uh, that's a great, uh, great football name, if you will. Uh, special teams guy got promoted, obviously. Let me see here. No, I guess it's not on here. Uh, no, I guess it hasn't been updated. Uh, it's a cool, why is this? Why Rick, Rick Basaccia, new Raiders coach. Rick Passaccia against and the Denver coach, Vic Fangio, two kind of cool names. Sound like two mafia families going at it on, uh, on Sunday, <laughs> Rick, Rick Bisaccia against Vic Fangio. Uh, the Raiders were victorious, but uh, the game of the week, I would say was the Cowboys Patriots. I, I knew this would kind of be trouble for Dallas going into Boston. Um, the Patriots gave them, uh, you know, all, all they could, but uh, Dallas is just a better team. Da- a lot of things went against Dallas. A lot of things, turning the ball over, not getting good, uh, not, not converting on fourth down. Um, you could argue some officiating didn't go their way, but that kind of happens to everybody. Uh, the Patriots with their rookie quarterback, uh, you know, after he threw a pick six, he came back with a 75 yard touchdown path back and forth game. I thought Belichick in the end was going to out coach Mike McCarthy, but the Cowboys just had a little bit more talent and uh, they they're on a bye this week. So they go into their bye five and one. Uh, after losing on opening night to the Bucks, uh, they are five and one. How about that NFC? Like I just said, all those teams. Uh, I mean, yeah, you got four teams, one loss, uh, an undefeated team in the Cardinals. The NFC looks to be spicy this year, man. Really, really spicy. When in fact, the AFC has kind of been the conference the past few years who've, who've had has had better teams uh, in moving forward uh, in the you know regular season and everything. But the Cowboys look to be for real, uh, as I mentioned before about annoying sports fans. When the Cowboys are doing well, all of a sudden we hear, how about them Cowboys? All that, that just absolutely annoying. Even guys I like, I hate Skip Bayless and he's an annoying Cowboys fan. Will Kane, I absolutely adore. He's fabulous. His podcasts are great. I like his sports takes. Uh, he, he's transitioned from sports. He's back to like Fox News. He does politics. He does current events, but he is insufferable when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he just, he's, he's open about it. He says, I know this is annoying. But man, I love my Cowboys, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I respect the great state of Texas, but Dallas Cowboy fans, they drive me crazy. Uh, almost as bad as 49er fans. Where have they gone? Have you guys seen them by chance? I haven't seen many 49er flags or banners or, or scarfs or whatever they, they pull out. They, they get so loud and so quiet when, uh, when their team's not doing so hot. So anyway, they'll probably beat the Rams twice this year. That's just what 49ers do. Uh, no matter how good or bad they are, they, they beat the Rams. So. I've accepted it. I've accepted it. We all need to Cowboys and 49er fandom to me, uh, the most annoying fan bases, definitely in the NFL. Uh, Seattle be eh, boring game Sunday night. Steelers beat the Seahawks. Uh, eh, even though it was overtime. Okay. Speaking of annoying fan bases, let's talk about the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now I spent a lot of years of my life cheering for the Dodgers, uh, making them a, a, a top priority, even liking them more at one time in my life than I did the Rams since they were kind of far away. Uh, but the LA Dodgers, I know they've been in the world series twice before. I know they won the world series last year. The, uh, the, uh, you know, the little league Williamsport version of the season or whatever they, they won. Uh, but just more disappointment here. And, and, and I, don't know, I know last year, the Braves had them three games to one. Okay. Three games to one. And the Dodgers rattled off three in a row. But I'm telling you right now, as I record this Tuesday morning, the Dodgers are down two games to none. Uh, Two walk-off losses. So they're close. They are close. Sometimes the ball just does not bounce your way. Uh, But this is a 
I hate the term must win. I think Will Tarico asked me that the other day about uh, uh, he hates when he hears must win, must win, because unless it's a playoff game, it's not really a must win or it's an eliminator. Right. But I'll tell you this, if the Dodgers go down three, Oh, uh, it's series over. And it's a little afternoon game here, a little matinee, a two o'clock start here in Los Angeles. The Dodgers absolutely need this win today. And, and I know we're all very critical of Dave Roberts, especially me, some of the decisions they made going, look at, I know Max Scherzer pitched on three days rest and he had to save and blah, 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 but he's cruising. He's rolling. He made one mistake in the game on Sunday and Roberts goes and gets him at 79 pitches. 70. How did this become a new number? It used to be a hundred hundred was a magical guy threw a hundredth pitch and all of a sudden, no, stop everybody. He can't do anymore. I think in October, you, you gotta you gotta throw away some of these analytics and these uh, these suggestions and pitch counts, all that nonsense. Like, go win a game. So uh, Jansen came in, and what you know, uh, people say oh, it wasn't his fault. You know, bottom line is he had the ball in his hands and the lead or the tie vanished. And you know, it's not, look at here's another thing I was thinking about with pitching. We're, it's it's easy to criticize pitching change. It doesn't work. Oh, it was a terrible decision, right? I talked earlier about uh, Sean McDermott making the fourth and one play. I like the call, even though it didn't work. So I think sometimes we're very critical because keep in mind, it's not like guys in the mound pitching guys out there hitting. It's like, it's a one-on-one mono mono matchup. And sometimes he gets the best of you. Sometimes you get the best of him, but I just think that the, people are going to defend Jansen. Well, he's been great. His stats are this, his stats are that. You can't tell me as Dodger fans, you cannot tell me you don't get a little nervous when Jansen takes him out. You just can't tell me that. Well, you know, he's postseason. He's fantastic. I, have a, I, I sit there uh, with my popcorn. I have a hundred percent confidence when he takes the mound. I know he was a great closer at one time. Maybe you argue he still is. I'm not trying to not, I mean, it, it just sometimes the roles are not where you fit anymore. You don't fit in your role anymore, I guess I'm trying to say. So, uh, I don't know. You can say how he does a great job. He's, you know, he's done it a lot. And uh, bottom line is uh, you're down to it, 2-0. And, and the bigger part, which a lot of people commented on, was the lack of hitting leaving runners in scoring position, uh, was it, two for 18 or whatever with runners, on, just uh, some horrible, absolute, uh, terrible uh, plate appearances. There was a, there was a spot in the game on Sunday. I think they got the guy to second lead off double. Maybe I think they bunted him to third and I can't remember who was on, who was at the plate, but it was either the go ahead run or extent or, you know, getting an extra run. Uh, to, to extend your lead. And the, the plate approach was atrocious. Like you need a ground ball here, even a fly, if like pepper it. And this dude's swinging for the fences. I'm going, you have a runner on third with less than two outs. What are you trying to do here? What are you trying to do here? I am not a big league hitter. I am not just like most of you are, but I know most of you are also pulling your hair out when they can't get a run in. Uh, when you can't get a run in with a guy on third and less than two outs, that is like unforgivable in my opinion. <laughs> uh, anyway, good luck to the Dodgers. We'll see uh, that Red Sox Astros series, man. That's really back and forth. 
that series has been crazy. Uh, Boston tearing the cover off the ball in some of these games with uh, what three grand slams. Now they won 12 of three on Monday. That's wild. Uh, Red Sox won nine, five on Saturday. So after a game one win from the Astros, uh, the Boston now leads that series five, or excuse me, two games to one. So good baseball here on Tuesday uh, afternoon game with the Dodgers game three and the Red Sox Astros game four at night Dodgers game five on uh, a game four on Wednesday as well. Uh, they flip Astros Red Sox go afternoon game five Dodgers Braves go game four at night. So exciting times ahead uh, Thursday. There's only one game plus the NFL game, Browns, Broncos, and Dodgers, Braves game five. So that'll be fun. Multiple TVs will be needed as always. Can't wait for that. Okay. My thoughts on coach Ogeron getting fired. I know he just, they said, well, you know, he just won't be back the rest of the season. Uh, I want to talk about standards. Some people have incredibly high standards, whether it's, you know, dating, whether it's uh, friends, like whether it's your job, uh, job performance, um, and you got to respect people that have high standards, but my goodness, Ed Ogeron wins a national championship two years ago, 15 and 0. I know he had Joe Burrow. I know he had Jamar Chase. I know he had some amazing players on that team. And there's been plenty of criticism of Ed Ogeron before that season. He wins a national championship and all of a sudden he just, he forgets how to coach. Is that what you're saying? I think the, the, the COVID year hurt him. They looked pretty bad. 2020, right? What were they? Four and five or something. Um, and then there's this year where they're, they're clearly not playing well. When you have other teams around you, uh, Alabama always, always looks good. Georgia looks pretty, pretty darn good. Texas A&M who beat Alabama, like some, the SC, the SEC, you go in there. Um, yeah, that's, that's a hornet's nest and they have high standards. Maybe, I don't know, an unrealistic expectation sometimes. But I want to talk about the job of LSU itself. And you look at that job opening, LSU, SEC, great tradition, uh, state school, but willing to pay, you know, a lot of money. Uh, And then you got USC on the left coast, private school, proud tradition, another three-letter university where, you know, sometimes you hear like, like there's no, there's no doubt about USC, LSU. I know there's South Carolina too, but they're not really USC. Uh, there's, there's some schools out there. You hear their letters and you know, absolutely hear the, who they are. You don't always, you got KU, UK. It's like, okay, who are they? Is that Kansas? Is that Kentucky? Like, but when you hear these three letters, you know, automatically I've never, I've heard USC referred to as Southern Cal. I've never heard LSU referred to as Louisiana state which is interesting. But so you look at those two jobs, which is a better job? What, what job would pull someone from another school, a big 10 school or uh, from Cincinnati, who's number two undefeated right now um, from another sec power. I think the brand of LSU football, the brand of USC football, both very similar. Warm weather, warm weather climates, uh, semi semi-coastal, uh, USC probably has more money to spend, but I think LSU in the end will end up spending more money for their football coach. Because I think right now, today, 
football matters more at LSU than it does at USC. I know USC fans don't want to hear that. It hurts me to say it. But I think the commitment to football, the commitment to winning from the administration, from boosters, whoever, I think it's a lot more at LSU today than USC. I know the boosters want to win. I know the season ticket holders want to win. I know all that. But it's behind the scenes of people that make the decisions that really tells the story about your program. So the, the, the one thing USC has an advantage over LSU is they play in the Pac-12. LSU plays in the SEC. It's a bowl game every week. USC gets to play Washington State, Oregon State. Remember, remember when the days when USC used to beat Oregon State? Man, those were good times. Uh, LSU has to play Florida, has to play Alabama. They have, to, they have to play tough teams every week. I know they play Louisiana Monroe sometimes. All right, who ended up, what, beat them a few years ago, I think. But LSU has a more difficult schedule, but I think the commitment is there. Uh, and, and kids want to play in the SEC. Kids want to play in the SEC network, ESPN every week. Uh, you know, playing at USC, half the games are at 7.30, 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, Pac-12 after dark, and the other, you know, third of their games or whatever is on um, the Pac-12 network, which most people don't even get. So if you want exposure, you want to be around NFL talent, NFL coaching, um, be in the best conference in America, I think you're probably going to LSU over USC. USC has, its, has some work to do. I think we're going to see if my, that prediction there for me comes true. If LSU gets the bigger hire than USC, I think that'll be very telling as to the state of the program and not just what the state of the program is, but the perception is to football people. What is the perception to football minded people? I don't know who the answer is for USC, who the, who their head coach will be, but the hiring will tell us a lot. It'll tell us a lot about what James Franklin thinks of LSU thinks of USC. It'll tell us a lot about what Luke fickle thinks of USC versus LSU. It'll tell us a lot about if a big-time coach from another program bolts from his current situation a good job to pursue a great job, or if a coach leaves the NFL, and which of those institutions does he go to? It's going to be interesting. Two pretty radical, rabid fan bases that uh, demand winning, demand high expectations. My, my Rio episode on Monday was from uh, Coach Carson. As we're talking, he said the phrase, the pressure of high expectations. I loved it. That's why it was the title of the show. And so we're going to see here in the upcoming weeks as USC and LSU are both looking for a head football coach who, in fact, uh, is the better job. I would argue right now it's LSU. But my heart doesn't want to say that. That's just what my head tells me. I want USC back. I want them back on top uh, and uh, competing at the highest level. Just winning home games. How about that? Let's start there. Maybe go under center, you know, like they used to do in football. Maybe run the ball a lot more than you throw it. Play some defense. I mean, these are just, I know, high expectations that that I'm asking. Uh, Finally, Tennessee, uh, what happened with uh, at, the, at Tennessee on Saturday to me was, uh, I, I just, I, 
I can never see a reason for fans to throw stuff on the field, throw bottles. Uh, uh, I don't care how bad a call is on the field. You're better than that. You're better than that, volunteers. I love your state. I love your people. Uh, wouldn't mind living there someday. I, I, I like the Tennessee program. I'm a big fan of Clay Travis. You guys know he's all Tennessee. Uh, but you're better than that, Tennessee. You're absolutely better than that. So shame on you guys. Um, some people are like, oh, it's just fans being fans. Uh, the call was bad. I, there was some bad calls on the game. I know it was Lane Kiffin making his return after abandoning you guys. All right, but there's no need to throw stuff on the field. That's JV. That's not even JV. That's like uh, that's like Oakland Raiders stuff. I said Oakland, not El- not Las Vegas. Be better than that. Be better than that, Tennessee. That was that was a not not a good look on you and your program. And I know it it, it will happen again down the road. Somebody somewhere, but is what it is. Uh, was there one other thing I wanted to say about? I think that was it. For today, that should be it, guys. Uh, I do want to thank you for joining me on this very short, random edition of the uh, Get Home Safe podcast. I, again, on Wednesdays, it's just going to be me kind of reacting to some of the games from the weekend and to uh, to uh, look forward a little bit, maybe to some of the news stories. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance, I don't know where, or you know, usually they're playing at night or on CBS Network or something, but check out the San Diego state Aztecs, really good football team, good program. Um, they've, they've beaten, uh, Arizona. They've beaten Utah. I know those teams aren't very good. Uh, but, um, they've had some big wins and they are a team that's undefeated. Uh, I would argue maybe the best team in Southern California at the moment, who knows, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check them out, great looking uniforms with those, uh, those, um, red, red and black kind of real Hondo ish, if you will. And I believe, yeah, they've been playing their home games uh, in Carson over at the, uh, the old Home Depot Center. What is it called now? The uh, Dignity Health Sports Park. Jeez, can we get a worse name for a stadium than that? Uh, anyway, San Diego State does play its home games there while, um, what's it called? Uh, Qualcomm is being remodeled or, or they're building something down there. But anyway, yeah, the, if, you, if you can't get down to a game here, right here in LA, right here in LA County, over there in Carson, uh, right by uh, Cal State Dominguez Hills. Uh, man, check them out on TV because they're a good football team. And I, again, I would argue that maybe they're the best team in Southern California. So uh, that'll wrap up today's show, guys. As always, please uh, send in those voicemails, emails, specifically Real Hondo Pro Football related is appreciated, but they can be about anything either. Uh, I've, I've had some on here already in regards to uh, this upcoming week. So I, I really enjoyed hearing from the alumni out there I know the players and, and the coaches do as well. Uh, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram, Get Home Safe Podcast, and Twitter, Get Home Safe Pod. Email address, Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Getting a lot of views on YouTube, a lot more than I do with the uh, just the audio portion of the program. So i uh, going to keep putting out content there. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, all those things. Uh, I like the comments on the videos. I, I, I tend to get a chuckle out of some of those and it's fun just to interact with you guys. And I want to hear from you guys just so I know kind of what to put out there. What, what's better content? What is things you guys are interested in? So uh, don't forget to join us on Friday. Our fun conversation with local sports writer, James Escarsiga. Uh, that is a lot of fun. High energy guy. I got to tell you that he's got great, uh, takes great pride in, in the Rio program. Definitely is a believer in kind of what Rio is doing. And so, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, on Friday with that. And then Monday, of course, our Real Hondo Prep 
show with coach Mark Carson, and we'll have on another senior as well. I've enjoyed that. So uh, if you, if you guys don't remember or forgot or whatever this Friday, Real Hondo prep plays Rancho Christian at home for homecoming homecoming festivities will be there. So if you're looking for a, you know, one of the final football games of the season, get out to the game there in Irwindale and uh, definitely uh, support the, uh, the homecoming uh, festivities there, the homecoming pro uh, homecoming game, if you will, ma'am, sorry, I'm running out of pumpkin spice coffee here. Uh, but yeah, last chance to check out Rio here the next few weeks. Cause if they do get in the playoffs, I got to imagine they'll probably be on the road to start uh, in the first round. And so you never know uh, what might happen with all of that, but uh, yeah, a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, James Escarcega on the show Friday, Real Hondo prep game on Friday, uh, recording with coach Carson next Sunday and going to uh, put that show out on Monday. So if you have some topics and things you want to ask coach or myself, definitely get those in before Saturday evening so that I can piece it all together. Greatly, greatly appreciated. Go Dodgers. There's still faith. By the time you guys are hearing this tomorrow, hopefully it's a two to one series, but I know for uh, Braves fans out there, they want to get this thing over with. They want to get to that world series as quickly as possible. So it should be some great sports upcoming here this next week football we got college nfl coaching changes we got major league baseball playoffs hockey's going pretty good fight on saturday night lots to be thankful for as we approach halloween guys thanks for tuning into this episode of the get home safe podcast i'll be back with you on friday with a conversation with james s Scarsiga. but guys as always no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or around in third base get home safe